Are you lonesome tonight? Do you miss me tonight? Are you sorry we drifted apart? Does Hi, everybody. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Mel. My cousin. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm so happy to be talking with you tonight for the next hour or so about love. Me too. This is a true love podcast. We are your hosts. We are two cousins. Mm -hmm. My name is Mel, and this is my cousin, Kel. Yep. We are Mel and Kel, and we love talking about other people's love lives. We do. There's always something to learn, you know? Always. And you might think it's none of your business. (laughs) Don't be nosy, but... Guys, we are social creatures. Yes. And it is a natural instinct as human beings to understand ourselves by talking about other humans. I agree. And And this podcast, it's honestly made me grow as a person. Me too. Because you really realize just how complicated life and relationships are when you look at other people and go, especially the most beautiful, famous people who yes. seem to have it all together. But even they have gone through some crazy, heartbreaking stuff. They do. I know. I thought about that for today's couple, actually, mm-hmm. that no matter how beautiful or successful somebody is, they are still insecure and they don't know what they're doing. And we can yeah. all relate. And you know what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, talking about real people has its difficulties but it's better than us just talking about like fairy tales or something i mean we did have a twilight podcast oh yeah we did (laughs) (laughs) but you know we're trying to learn from like real relationships you know Mm -hmm. and i think Mm -hmm. we both think love is real but it's also not this fantasy that gets fed to you in the movies you know no it's not yeah today i think mel i think that we might be the first people to do a podcast about this couple on an English-speaking podcast <laughs> because I saw a Spanish one about them, but I searched I searched the podcast. I didn't see anything out there, so this might be the only Alex Turner and Alexa Chung timeline podcast out there. I <laughs> know absolutely nothing about this couple, so I am so excited Okay. Learn about them. Yeah, this is kind of a passion project episode for me. I'm really exciting to really excited to be doing it. But it's the it's the kind of the reason I'm nervous, Mel, is I told you I was nervous because I am so excited that I don't want to let myself down. You know, Mm. is this going to be as great as I thought it it would be? You know, (laughs) Mm. like how I felt about the Paul McCartney one. But that's how I felt about. The JFK Jr. one. Oh, yeah. I really felt, I was, I remember I was very sick during that episode, too, and I felt like, oh, my God, I totally botched it. That was our most listened to episode. Yeah, you must feel good about that. That's our number one (laughs) podcast. Feel free to promote that one more, honestly. Like, that's our top (laughs) episode. Um, But anyway, yeah, this was, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I was, I, I am a big fan of Arctic Monkeys, and I was a 
big fan of this couple back in my Tumblr days. They were all over Tumblr. And yeah, this episode we're going back to like indie rock, cigarettes, rip tights, black combat boots, you know, that whole vibe of the 2000s, early 2010s, which was really prevalent on Tumblr. You know, just imagine beer spilled on the ground, like that kind of vibe. (laughs) What Um, a time it was. Yes. And so this is about Alex Turner. He is the lead singer of the band Arctic Monkeys and also part of The Last Shadow Puppets, his other band, with Miles Kane, who we have mentioned before. He dated Suki Waterhouse in the past. Mm. Um, And then Alexa Chung, she is a model, TV presenter fashion designer and it girl if you know what that means (laughs) just kind of a girl that's i love the concept of the it girl it's very interesting to me a girl that's just known for being an individual basically being seen out and about just being an interesting person being at parties i don't know Mm. (laughs) i there's something sad to me about the it girl because i feel like it's a temporary status Yes, because, I mean, it's it girl. It's not it woman, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't last forever. It's fleeting. Yeah. It's like you are the it girl of the moment. Yes. But it will quickly pass. Yeah, there's always an it girl of a moment. She definitely was an it girl of her moment. Who's, who's like, an it girl right now? I feel mm-hmm. like Sydney Sweeney mm-hmm. was the it girl, at least of last year. Mm-hmm. But now she's, like, pretty big. I feel like one thing about It Girls is they're usually, like, not that famous, too. You're so right. You know? Like, Sophia Ritchie, she was an It Girl. And they're usually affiliated with a specific place, too. Yes. So true. Yeah. Everybody is copying their fashion style. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody wants to be, like, uh, Carolyn Kennedy. Um, Yes. We did an episode. She Carolyn Kennedy. (laughs) Just kidding. But, yeah, Carolyn Kennedy definitely was an it girl yes and both alex okay alex and alexa first we didn't even acknowledge this yet their names are basically the same it's so cute that is adorable and they're both english and this was definitely a time of like one of the peaks of my anglophile phase like just loving arctic monkeys and like british tv shows like skins and Mm-hmm. Keep calm and carry on, and <laughs> keep oh, yeah. calm. Harry's still single, like <laughs> all this stuff. Um, so that's that's what we're talking about today. And one reason Alex and Alexa are so known or so popular, I think, is because of this love letter that <gasps> was written by Alex, apparently, that was circulated around the internet, but mostly Tumblr, and. It's a bit weird. It was, it's on a piece of paper and it's written in cursive by someone who's clearly not Alex. Because at the bottom, (laughs) at the bottom, it also says Alex Turner's love letter to Alexa Chung. And I saw, I saw this love letter back when I was a teenager and I never forgot it. I still think about it all the time. Is it like fan fiction? (laughs) Well, that's what you know what? I, in recent years, thought about this letter again, and I wondered, was that even real? Like, that was probably fake. But I'm going to get more into it later. Okay. But I'm going to read the the letter right now just to kick us off. Oh, so, I love that. 
And this was my first, I didn't know much about them at all. I never really looked into their relationship. All I really knew was this letter from Tumblr. And I think a lot of people only knew this letter from Tumblr. So I'm going to read it. It says, my mouth hasn't shut up about you since you kissed it. The idea that you may kiss it again is stuck in my brain, which hasn't stopped thinking about you since, well, before any kiss. And now the prospect of those kisses seems to wind me up, like when you slip on the stairs and one of the steps hits you in the middle of the back. And the notion of them continuing for what is traditionally terrifying forever excites me to an unfamiliar degree. (laughs) That's the letter. (laughs) Oh, that's it? Yep, that's it. It's not really a letter, you know, it's like a paragraph but we'll we'll investigate this later where this came from they sound like lyrics i know it does his it sounds a lot like his lyrics because he is the lyricist for arctic monkeys but we'll investigate that later okay yes so alex turner and alexa chung i think that they were much 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 more famous in england than in america Mm-hmm. But there were definitely some of us on, on Tumblr and, you know, watching Skins and stuff that somehow found out about them and were obsessed with them, too. But Yeah, I feel like that time period, too, us yeah. Americans were really obsessed with England. Yes, we really were. It was like a we new British invasion. Yeah. I mean, like Harry Potter, too. There was just so much in our pop culture. That made it seem like England was way better. (laughs) Robert Pattinson. Yes. Even like Ed Sheeran, like all Mm -hmm. of those British people. Lily Allen. Oh my God. We were, uh, we wanted to beat you guys. Yes, we we did. We would wear, yeah, like British flags on our (laughs) shirts, even though we had never been there before. (laughs) We were obsessed. Take it as a compliment, guys. I did. (laughs) I did wear a Union Jack sweater. And I remember when I worked at Urban, I remember this English guy was like, I like your jumper. (laughs) (laughs) But that is weird, because at that point, I had not been to England yet. (laughs) I know, yeah. And our our Irish grandmother was probably rolling over in her grave about this. My mom still always says that to me. She's like, my mother would be so upset. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway... Three words I would use to describe Alex Tana and Alexa Chung would be stylish, mm-hmm. festivals, and young. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yes. Okay. Nothing, no, no, nothing yeah. ominous there. No dark one. I know festivals mm-hmm. is not an adjective, but it's just so them. They're, but it fits. Yeah, they would get along with Vanessa Hudgens in that way. Oh, yes. They love the music festivals. So, okay, who are they? Just some quick backstories. Who's Alex Turner? Alex Turner, you know, he's the lead singer of Arctic Monkeys. He has these big brown eyes. He's changed his look a lot over the years. I feel like back in the beginning of Arctic Monkeys, he had kind of a Beatles type of haircut, a little shaggy, but... Not too long, but longish. And then he had, like, long hair. And then later on, he started having this kind of, like, greaser 50s <laughs> look with, like, a pompadour. So now he's now he's weirdly doing a almost, like, Italian 
mobster look. So <laughs> he's had a lot of different looks. But I would say, you know, just from observing him over the years, he seems pretty quiet and private. He seems polite, but sometimes serious. But he can still be like silly and a jokester. And it seems like he always has friends and, you know, he parties and stuff. But he also seems kind of quiet. Some people say intimidating, and I can kind of see that, maybe because mm. he is quiet. And he has a thick northern English accent, sort of like a Liverpool accent. But it's mm. it's kind of faded a little bit in recent years. Kind of like how Robert Pattinson's has faded. Yeah. A little sad. Oh, actually, but. Rob is going to tie back into this later. Oh, my God. Okay. Yep. Way, way, way. Like at the end. <laughs> okay. Well, but, let's uh, hang on. Yeah. But... His full name, Alexander David Turner. He was born January 6th, 1986, so he's a Capricorn. Born in mm. Sheffield, England, which is where Arctic Monkeys formed. His parents were both secondary school teachers, and he grew up an only child. So is that why he wanted to be a star? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he grew up next door to, or near, very close to at least, Matt Helders, who is another founding member of Archie Monkeys. Mm-hmm. And they were really into music with their friends as kids, just, you know, messing around, having fun. It seems like they really hung out in the neighborhood. There's a lot of talk about, oh, he lived in the neighborhood too. So that's cute. He was a bright and popular but reserved kid. He was into English photography and psychology when he was older. He did writing, but he didn't show anybody, apparently. And apparently Alex was always the quiet one in the group. Him and Matt Helders and Andy Nicholson decided to start Arctic Monkeys in mid-2002 when Alex was 16. And then Jamie Cook, a neighbor who went to a different school, was invited to join the band, too. And Mm. I guess Helders considered Alex the obvious candidate to write the lyrics because I knew he had a thing for words and Alex slowly began to share songs with his bandmates. I have always wondered how do bands decide who's going to write the lyrics. That's a big deal, you know? I feel like probably, I mean, sometimes they split that responsibility, right? Yeah, sometimes they do, but I feel like sometimes they don't. Often comes down to, I bet, just who's best at it. Yeah, I guess that's what happened here, too. I feel like I would want, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I would be a control freak. I was like, I, I want to contribute to the lyrics. I know. That's like, I mean, I don't know how to do the other stuff, so that's yeah, yeah, yeah. all I do. That's all I can do. <laughs> that would be awesome. I've always wanted to be like Bernie to Elton John. I'll just know, write the like, words. Just, yeah, exactly. I won't perform. I won't write any music. <laughs> yeah. I'll just give you the material. That would be awesome. So Arctic Monkeys, in their early days, they were playing at local pubs. They played some original songs and and covers. Over the summer, after they first started, Alex played as a rhythm guitarist for a funk band, and then through that he met a record producer, and he asked him if he would produce Arctic Monkeys music, and they did. I read that they had one demo album that like nobody ever really heard, and then they had another one. I don't know. Not important, but the guy liked their sound, and they recorded a demo CD, and they handed out free copies after their shows in Northern England, and then they were playing in Manchester, Alex was working at a bar. It was very, you know, DIY, mm-hmm. not that glamorous or anything, but by the end of 2004, crowds, like, going to their local shows were starting to sing along to their songs. I don't think they had that many songs. I think they had, like, 
10, 20 maybe original songs, and they were just playing the same ones over and over. And their song, I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor, was played on BBC Radio 1, and the rest is history, basically. Mm. It became really popular on MySpace and sites like that, and I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor, I love that song, (laughs) was number one on the singles chart in England. Their album, Whatever They Say I Am, I'm Not, was number one on the charts in England. They were huge, huge band in England. Not as much here, but mm-hmm. I think people still know them. Like, if you're into alternative rock, like, you know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, their second album, Favorite Worst Nightmare, came out in 2007. It has the song Fluorescent Adolescent, which was a big hit for them. And that was in my Twitter bio for years, back when I had Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that was my little bio. It just said Fluorescent Adolescent. Um, I forgot about that yeah (laughs) before alexa he dated johanna bennett the front woman of a band i'm sorry i didn't write what band but she later went on to marry one of the guys from kings of leon which is just funny just seems like a small world yeah it's Mm -hmm. like similar bands i don't know i'm not i'm sure he dated other girls too but i i'm not sure who okay but the lady of the hour alexa chung so she's apparently the same height as Alex. They're both about 5'8". So that's oh, kind of cute. She, for some reason, I thought she was taller. Me too. A model. I know. I thought she was going to be like six feet tall, but I guess she not. She has very long legs. She does. Very, very long legs. Very thin arms and legs. Yeah, she's a model. Or she was. Still is. I think she still is. Alexa. From my observations, seems like a very creative, fun, witty, down-to-earth person. Even though she, you know, works with all these extremely high fashion brands, she still seems pretty humble and, I don't know, pretty normal, too. I don't think she's very pretentious about it. She said when she was younger she was a tomboy. I feel like a lot of models say that, but... Mm. I kind of do believe it for her. She's into a lot of things, photography, fashion. And she has said that she spends her life pretending she's in a band. (laughs) Uh, I love that. (laughs) Yes. And she was born November 5th, 1983. Another Scorpio. Her mother is English. Her father is three-quarters Chinese, so that's where the Chung last name comes from. Mm. Um, it was a graphic designer. She grew up in Privet, Hampshire, England, and she's the youngest of four kids. I, I thought she was going to be more like Cara Delevingne. I thought she was going to be kind of a almost nobility type of person. Yeah. But she isn't, but I still think that they probably were sort of well-to-do because she did have a pony named Pippi, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was rich. <laughs> yeah. Um, she became a model at age 16 when, take a drink, she was <gasps> spotted by a modeling scout. I, oh, my God. Was by, it at a mall? <laughs> no, it was actually mm-hmm. at Reading Festival. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing maybe the... These modeling scouts, like, I know coming to you guys? Like, I know. It's crazy they're, like, seeking people out. Yeah. You'd imagine, like, everyone's sending their headshots in. Why? It's, like, almost creepy that they're just, like, <laughs> going up to people. <laughs> I know. There have been times when, when I was in New York, like, I would see some girl 
or even guy that looked really tall and thin and beautiful. And I would wonder mm-hmm. to myself, are they a model? So I wonder mm-hmm. if scouts, when they see somebody like that, they're just like, oh, okay, I'm going to go yeah. approach them. I don't know. That's so funny. What a compliment that is. <laughs> I know. So she became a model age 16. And when she was in her late teens as a model, she started dating the fashion photographer David Titlow, who was 20 years her senior. Oh, wow. Which is kind of crazy. In 2006, she became a presenter for the T4 show Pop World and then co-hosted the music and comedy program on BBC called The Wall. And she kind of pretty early on, like in her early 20s, retired from modeling. But she Mm kind of kept doing it, but she was able to do these presenter jobs and I don't think she mm-hmm. liked modeling that much. So Alexa, if you've never seen <laughs> I felt like I was just gonna activate the speaker. We don't even have an Alexa, but <laughs> I, was gonna I say, know. <laughs> Probably if someone's listening to this live, like or on speaker in their house, I know. it might have triggered it. She apparently gets kind of annoyed. She, I mean she wasn't rude about it, but she gets asked a lot about the speaker and how it oh, feels yeah. having I think name. it's terrible. I think they it's shouldn't terrible have done that. that Amazon, they should have never given no. the speaker a real person's name. It yeah. ruined that name. Now nobody can address if they have a friend named Alexa <laughs> and they have an Alexa in their house. They cannot address that person. I know, it's, it's terrible. terrible. They, they should have, have never. Oh. I think Alexa is a beautiful name, too. It, it is. Just, I, it stinks what they did with that. They should have just, I don't know, they could have used some kind of noun or made-up word or yeah. medieval name or something that nobody uses anymore. Like, they could have done anything. It's so <sighs> crazy. But yeah, Alexa, I was going to say, if you guys don't know, <laughs> has very tall, long legs, messy bob hair she often has had, and known for her style she's a fashion girl she's done Mm -hmm. so many so many collaborations with fashion labels and then later in the story she has her own fashion line but she somehow became very affiliated with that world and it's kind of funny because she also was a tv presenter and Mm. she kind of talked about her how all the fashion people don't seem to really pay attention to that or they don't really know what she's doing with that but that's kind of like her, or at least was, her day job. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you don't like get paid I, to go to parties and look yeah, cute, I, you know? I knew she was a model, but, like, I thought of her as, like, being funny, too. Like, she mm-hmm. seemed like she was, like, a, a personality. She is. She is funny. And I, I was watching some videos of her to prepare for this, and it actually did crack me up a couple times. So mm-hmm. she's very charming. In 2008 just about her, you know, it girl status. She was asked by The Guardian how many events she gets invited to a night, and she said, there's three tonight, and it's a wide range. One's like an art gallery thing, one's a mulberry party, and the other one's a friend's birthday, a party party. But you know what? Recently recently I've been staying in because I'm working so much that I can't do my job properly and be hungover, so I'm sorry. And then she said, I don't want to be famous for going out. That would be so exhausting to have to go to three things in one night. I know. That's crazy. My social but, calendar is not that <laughs> No, but we've popular. talked about this, like, when we did our Lindsay Lohan episode. Like, oh, yeah. Celebrities do just have an endless amount of opportunities to party and go out, so it mm-hmm. makes sense 
why they get addicted to it. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. And if you're you're kind of nervous, if you're mm-hmm. getting invited to things every single night, you're probably drinking every single night, maybe doing drugs every single night. Like that's a lot. So <sighs> crazy. But she did have this TV job during the day, so she couldn't mm-hmm. be that crazy. 2008. Well, this is actually going kind of beyond the timeline, so maybe I shouldn't share this, but she did become the host of the morning show morning music show for Channel 4 called Freshly Squeezed and also Mm. the face of Rimmel London. Mm, Kind of like London's it girl. And Mm. before dating Alex, she apparently briefly dated Albert Hammond Jr. from The Strokes, which I read a book called Meet Me in the Bathroom, which is all about rock music in... So specific. Rock music in New York City from 2001 to 2011. And... Albert Hammond Jr., I just remember in that book, seemed like kind of bad news, like Ooh. on drugs and fighting people and stuff. So, Alexa. Um, and she also dated British actor Douglas Booth, possibly Jared Leto, the horrors oh. frontman Ferris Badwin, and lead singer Ian Watkins. Mm-hmm. So, she has a thing for lead singers. <laughs> <laughs> And she will talk about this later in the story, but I feel like this is a good time to talk about this because I asked you guys on our Patreon for the poll. I said, would you say you have romantic type? Mm. And so far, wait, I'm going to refresh the page because sometimes more come in. So far, okay, 70% of you said yes, you do have a type. And 30% of you said no. And our listener Kate said, I hope you don't mind I'm sharing this, I don't have as much a physical type as a personality type. I do find as well I can be pretty attracted to many different personalities, but it comes down to more comparability. I think that's a narrower narrower set of people than just my type. Mm. I think I think the same for Alexa, actually. She loves guys and bands. And lead singers specifically. <laughs> um, but I think that they don't all look exa- I mean, a lot of them are like thin, lanky, white guys. But <laughs> but they don't all look exactly the same. But Maggie Licious also commented and said, yeah, ugly and mean to me. Sad Aww. face, sad face. <laughs> I hope that's a type that you, you know, eventually lose interest in. Yeah, sometimes just recognizing it is the first step. Exactly. (laughs) What do you think about all that, Mel? Well, yeah, I mean, my type used to be, I guess, emotionally unavailable. Oh! um, (laughs) I've definitely grown out of that. I would say, yeah, my type used to be, like, very stoic Mm. and, yeah, unemotional Mm -hmm. and kind of cold. But now I don't... I know. Now I don't think I... I've, I don't think I have a type. Nice. I think... I don't know. I think that there is something kind of embarrassing about having a type. But I think it's kind of helpful, too. I think so, as well. I mean, for a long time, I wished I had one so I could more easily identify attraction mm. right away. Because dating just felt so daunting, having to... Right. go on a couple dates with someone to determine if I liked them because I just didn't have, like, any initial feelings one way or the other. But mm-hmm. um, I definitely have things that are not my type. Like, I definitely have automatic 
non-attraction. Me too. If that's a word for, like, distaste for some people, <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean... We're both in relationships now, so I guess it's, Mm -hmm. we're all talking about the past here, but yeah, yeah, I mean. But God, I mean, I've been been in the trenches, like, (laughs) I definitely have thought long about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely have always liked artsy type of guys, and I have dated several guys with glasses, but it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't on purpose. (laughs) I feel like a lot of you guys have had, like, light brown hair. Mm Mm-hmm. Not all, but some. The thing is, I have been attracted to some people that weren't that type, but it just didn't work out with them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, but honestly, that type is probably also the type that is attracted to you. Yeah. You know what? Okay. I feel kind of weird. I hope no one's listening that knows me. Um, But I have noticed that even my current boyfriend or like my ex boyfriend's like. I feel like some of the ex-girlfriends look a little similar to me. Like, we're all kind oh of in a yeah. similar world. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever. But I think both Alex and Alexa have a type. And, she, you know, he also seems to like models. So, it's not just her. <laughs> but let's get into it. But before we get into the episode, you know, on the podcast, we've talked a lot about how mental health can affect relationships. And Mm -hmm. we recently learned of an organization that is doing a lot of important work to combat OCD in relationships. Yeah, it's called NoCD. And, you know, OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. If you imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away, that's relationship OCD, which I feel like is a less known about type of OCD, Mm -hmm. but it comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one, and breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. You can go to NoCD, so that's N-O-C-D.com to get evidence-based treatment, and on NoCD, you can book a call with a face-to-face licensed therapist and no cd is sponsored by most insurance companies so yeah it's a really cool organization that i feel like is pretty relevant to our show and Mm -hmm. anybody that's struggling with a breakup if you know someone a loved one that is maybe having issues with relationship ocd then you should tell them about no cd the couple today how did they meet? how do they meet they first met at Tea in the Park, which is a Scottish music festival. Oh my gosh. This was July 2007. Alexa was 23, Alex 21. So oh. they're pretty young. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's one of your adjectives. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny. Like when I was younger, I thought that they were older, obviously. Of course. Yeah, uh, but now, yeah. now that I look at the story, you know. It sadly kind of makes sense why, spoiler, they didn't end up together. Um, oh, are you serious? <laughs> Mel! I had a feeling you yeah. actually did spoil it because you said you said earlier in the episode this is past the timeline. Oh, yes, yes, yes. According to Digital Spy, now I don't know if this was at the festival. I think it was, but I don't really get it. But it says, Alex met Alexa at a backstage karaoke party that the group held on Friday night to celebrate guitarist Jamie Cook's birthday. 
Alex and Alexa were all over each other backstage. He was pulling out all the stops to impress her. She was lapping it up and giggling at his jokes. Alex whisked her off to a quiet corner on a bench and cuddled her as he taught her some chords. Oh, <laughs> wait, so we know this is for sure when they met. They weren't... This is not like when the world found out about them dating? You, yeah, you know what? I don't know. This might be just when the world found out, but... Yeah. This is... And, and this is just according to a source, so who knows, mm-hmm. but... Because they um, just sound like they're already cozy, but I guess I sometimes when you're at an event <laughs> like that, it doesn't take too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it does sound a little bit cliche, like, oh, he's going to go teach her how to play guitar. Yeah. And it says, after a while, they disappeared off to his tour bus with the promise of a more of more lessons on his acoustic guitar with some peace and quiet. She was only too happy to accept the offer, and they walked off into the night together. So, classic, went off to the tour bus hmm. type of <laughs> meeting. A couple months later... It seems like they are still together. There's a Daily Mail article titled, When Alex Met Alexa. (laughs) So in theme. It is. Arctic Monkey Singer, Hand in Hand with Channel 4 Star. And then also in October, apparently Arctic Monkeys was accepting Best Band in the World Award at the Q Awards. And apparently Alex left the other lads to meet Alexa at the Met Bar, and a source said, no sooner had they bought a round of vodkas, meaning him him and Alexa, they were snogging mm-hmm. in the dance floor, right in the cool. middle of the club. She seemed totally smitten by him and was laughing at his jokes and stroking his hair. They looked they looked like they really care for each other. Aww. Yeah. So, they're bopping around London. Mm-hmm. They go into shows, bars together, nightlife, you know, being young. And then, mm-hmm. not too long after that, they, I mean, so they met in the summer, 2007, now it's 2008. It's pretty official because she's in his music video for his other band, The Last Shadow Puppets. The song's called My Mistakes Are Made For You, and it's very mysterious. It's like a night shot, retro 70s film vibe, and in the video, it's him and Alexa, it looks like they're in a car crash, and it looks oh. like she's dead. And he leaves the car and is playing guitar with Miles Kane in the gazebo, and then it appears that she also walks away from the accident and is alive, and she just walks into the darkness <laughs> of the woods. Yes. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> I don't know if we should read into it. Probably not. But I feel like that's pretty serious to, you know, only be together for, you know, less than a year and you're already, like, yeah. be in my music video, you know? And she's she's right there front and center. It's not like she's just in the background or something. This is a random thought I just put in. I don't know why I put it here in the timeline, but I guess because she's in this music video. When I was younger, I was interested in Alexa Chung, but I was also kind of annoyed by her because I used I used to be kind of annoyed by a lot of people who were models slash DJ slash fashion designer slash photographer you know what I mean I don't know why yeah I, felt, I know exactly what you mean I felt like what's your job an, like what the heck? yeah it seems like they have an easy life and like a lot of it I mean a yeah. lot of it comes from pri- privilege too like 
yeah like you said she probably was well to do she had a pony and also she just happened to be born beautiful it's like easy to kind of be a hater because you're like yeah god you're not working your retail job like in the summers paying your student debt like i (laughs) I was it was it was so weird like i i was interested in her but i was somewhat a hater too um Mm -hmm. for that reason i think i was just jealous because yeah honestly i want that like i want to just be involved in a ton of different creative projects so yeah yeah i mean it's good to be like self-aware of that it's (laughs) natural to be jealous i guess so okay then february 2008 First of all, 2008, what a time. Um, what a time. Twilight. Mm-hmm. February 2008, The Letter. Okay. This is when The Letter happened, people. And apparently, according to my research, The Letter is real. <gasps> okay, but how did who wrote it? Okay, so Alexa actually talked to The Guardian and said... There was a really upsetting tabloid story when Alex had written me a Valentine's card and I had accidentally left it in a bar. And someone sold it to the sun and they printed it and they changed it so it didn't look like a Valentine card. And they just said it was a love letter. They slated him for being really soppy. And then she said, look, it's my boyfriend and it's Alex. Of course it's going to be written like a story. And the Guardian asked, was he peeved? And she said he was really cool with it. And he said, I'm not upset that everyone saw it because that's the truth. And I couldn't give a shit. And then he went on and said, uh, but at least you have a copy of it now. I mean, hey, I mean, it is super personal, but <laughs> it's better to be exposed for writing something sweet to your girlfriend than yeah, yeah, something yeah. <laughs> terrible and nasty. At the end I know. of the day, like, there are worse things than being revealed to be, like, a softie and a yeah. romantic and... It looks really sweet. I mean, yeah, some people think it's cheesy, but the weird thing is you can't, at least I couldn't, I couldn't find anywhere a picture of the original. I think maybe the son just typed it up and then some girl wrote it in cursive and put it on Tumblr. Oh, yeah. I think that's how that happened. Some people do wonder, or they did wonder back in the day, did Alexa leave it behind on purpose? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. You know, why would you, huh? Like, how could you is, leave it? Yeah, honestly, it makes her look bad that, like, your I know. boyfriend would write you a really romantic Valentine's <laughs> Day card and you forget about it. Leave it at the bar. That's pretty bad. I know. <laughs> it was a really sweet, well written card. Mm-hmm. And to just leave it there, I can't believe that was she drunk maybe had to be (laughs) yeah that's honestly like regrettable on her part i know yeah accidents happen but i would be heartbroken if i wrote someone like a sweet letter and they just like lost it i know i can i can just picture him being like oh where's your card oh i know oh shit and i feel like (sighs) i would try to go back and get it i don't know i just i mean that's happened Especially, like, <laughs> let's say they ended up together. Obviously, they didn't. But, mm-hmm. like, that's a relic from the early stages of dating. I know. That's so special. And it's Alex Turner. I know. Gosh. Sorry, but Well, it's... at least, <sighs> hey, I mean, someone did her a favor. Like, that's if you true. lost that letter, it's like, okay, now I can look back and I can see what it, what he wrote. Now it's memorialized <laughs> forever online on this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That worked out. <laughs> Yeah. And then 
also February 2008, there were the NME Shockwaves Awards, and I guess they have fashion categories, and Alexa won Best Dressed, and Alex was actually in that category, too. He was also in the Best Dressed Mm. category, but she won. And there was a news story that after the NME Awards, Alexa puked on Alex. (laughs) The story said Alex and Alexa were having a cheeky snog by the lifts. Uh (laughs) Shortly before he was due to go on stage, it was all getting pretty heated. (laughs) Hang on. Is this, like, what? Why would they be getting heated? Um, When all of a sudden Alexa began to heave and was suddenly violently sick. After filming her show all day, it appears she developed a severe bout of food poisoning. Uh, Alex was a knight in shining armor, though. He insisted on accompanying her to the toilets and holding her hair back as she hurled in the loo. That's sweet. Yeah. I I did at first think it was, because I read about it a couple places, I thought at first it was from being drunk, but okay, maybe it was food poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) That's worse, honestly. I know, food poisoning is the worst. uh, That can come out either end. That's (sighs) I feel like stuff like that happens eventually to every couple, though. Every... That's what I really like about my boyfriend now. It's like... We're now at a stage where, like, we both get stomach aches around each other. And it's, like, it's just comfortable. Mel, that's awesome. (laughs) You need that. I do need it because I get... (laughs) Lord knows I get stomach aches a lot. But guess what? So does he. Match made in heaven. That's perfect. I know. (laughs) Okay, so back on the timeline. 2009, they're still together. Arctic Mm. Monkeys release their third album called Humbug. And this album has my favorite song of theirs, Cornerstone. Love it. But I'm not going to talk about that song. But I am going to look at one song lyrics. You could look at a couple of them probably, but just for the sake of Mm. time, I'm just going to do this one. Because, you know, Alex writes the lyrics, so... You can assume some of them are inspired by Alexa Chung. And Mm -hmm. there's this song called The Fire and the Thud. And there's some cute lyrics. It says, The day after you stole my heart, everything I touched told me it would be better shared with you. With you. And now you're hiding in my soup. And this book reveals your face. And there's a splashing in my eyelids. As this concentration continually breaks, I did request the mark you cast didn't heal as fast. I hear your voice in silences. So, mm. is that about Alexa? Maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but then also in 2009, Alexa reveals that she's moving to New York City. Oh, no. To host It's On with Alexa Chung on MTV. Mm. And I actually used to watch this show randomly um, at lunchtime in the summertime back in the day. It only ran for yeah, two seasons. I, this is how I know her, actually. Yeah, it's on with Alexa Chung. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Alex agreed to move with her to New York. Oh. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's true, but an enemy magazine article claimed it caused tension with the band. But they didn't break up or anything, so I don't know how serious that was. But, mm-hmm. you know, now that she has this American show, people are... Over here, learning who she is, People Magazine had an article about her. They said, her boyfriend is in a band. (laughs) While her love life is a hot topic back home, Chung admits her relationship with Alex Turner, lead singer of British rock band Arctic Monkeys, is a lot more low-key than people think. 
It's not like we're always breaking up and getting back together or cheating on each other, she says. We're quite boring, really. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I mean, I wouldn't assume that they were <laughs> cheating on each other. Like, she kind of put that thought in her head there. I know, right? Huh? Huh. <laughs> always. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And so now they're living in New York together, and I think Alex seemed to enjoy it just based on pictures and times he talked about it and everything. And she's doing her show, and she talked about their life together again in an article about a day in the life of Alexa Chung. And she mentioned Alex. She said... If we're out, I'm always the party pooper. I like to be in by 10 I like to be in bed by 10 p.m. Sometimes I take my computer, which isn't very sexy, is it? I'm obsessed with Facebook. Alex and I like to chill out to a record and we fall asleep with our arms around each other. He's really little Aww. and so am I, so no one gets a dead arm. Sometimes we wake up in the same position. It's the best thing ever. So it's very cute. Very cute. There's really not a lot known about what's going on with them. This is in 2010. But then June 2010, there's this article in the Mirror British tabloid that said that they had a row at Glastonbury Festival. But who knows if that's really true? I don't know. 2011, March 2011, Alex releases an EP for the movie Submarine. It's a soundtrack that he wrote for this movie which is a movie that I really like it's really cute it's just like a coming of age British teenager (laughs) perhaps being wallflower type of movie and the soundtrack is so sweet and soft it's like this little acoustic album and it's actually my top played songs of all time is still the soundtrack really yeah because it's just you know like on rainy days I don't know I like to listen to kind of soft music but yeah but this record is really good because it's not depressing. It's like mm. it's great for rainy days, but it doesn't get you too down. Like I don't know, Bonnie Vare. Oh, I should listen to it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, even if you haven't seen the movie, the submarine soundtrack is really good. And Arctic Monkeys—they've never had any music like this, and Alex has never released music like this ever again. I mean, they have some more slow acoustic songs, but. Nothing really like this. And, Hmm. you know, he's with Alexa during this time, so you have to wonder if it could be inspired by her or feelings from her. Um, And I'm just going to read some lyrics from one song, Stuck on the Puzzle. It's called, it's cute, it says, That something in your magnetism hadn't just Hmm. made him drop whoever's hand it was that he was holding. I've been searching from the bottom to the top for such a sight as the one I caught when I saw your fingers dimming the lights like you're used to being told that you're trouble and I spent all night stuck on the puzzle. And I don't know why. I can just picture Alexa Chung. (laughs) I don't know. I can picture him thinking of her, like, dimming the lights and being sneaky. and (laughs) I don't know. So I thought that was cute. But um, Alex was interviewed by Vanity Fair May 2011, and in a very carefree way, he mentioned his girlfriend, Alexa, and moving to New York for her job. And I don't think I put any quotes from that, but <laughs> it just seemed like he felt very comfortable to mention her and wasn't guarded about it or anything. 
And then I read a quote from Alexa about Alex, and I actually couldn't figure out when this was from, so I just put it in this place in the timeline, but I don't know if this actually happened here. But to Vogue, she said about Alex, he's the sort of person who reads the dictionary at night. I'm like, dude, you're 25, let's go to the pub. I thought she goes to bed at I know, 10, right? She likes being in bed by 10.30, though. I know. And she, doesn't she bring her laptop to the pub, too? She said? <laughs> no, she brings her laptop to bed. Oh, I thought, oh, okay, but, that's better. <laughs> but there's no way she goes, she went to bed at 10. I No, because you have to know. be, she said in bed by 10.30. I know. That means you have to be home by, like, at least 9.45, like. And if she's going to all these events, I just think there's no way. No, girl. No, no, no. I thought it was funny, too, where she, in that day in the life, she said, I get up really early, 9 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I get it. I don't get up that early because I work remotely, but that's not that early. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) I get up really early, 9 a.m. Any later than 9, I do feel like. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sometimes you need to sleep in later, but, like, yeah. any later, I'm like, I slept in. I know. These days, I mean, nine is late. That's so funny. Yeah. <sighs> so, June 2011, Alex was interviewed by the Taipei Times, apparently. Random. Um, interviewed by the Taipei Times, and he talked about music, but also about Alexa, and was asked... Do you think that the relationship magnifies magnifies attention that the band guest gets? And he said, I suppose it does, yeah. And then they said, following your girlfriend to New York for her work is quite new man for a Sheffield lad. What? I don't really get what that means, but I guess just saying that's a big deal. And mm-hmm. he said, I was glad she asked me to go with her. And then the interviewer said, but moving to the U.S. for someone is pretty special rather really rather lovely and he said i didn't think of it like that i thought the pleasure is all mine and then he said the first time i went to new york it was really exciting and i thought given half the chance it would be nice to live there the same with london so if you get something to give you the impetus that's great yeah i mean that makes sense yeah i mean i have a friend that just moved to san francisco because her boyfriend was moving there and they like weren't dating super long but she was like i was ready for a change so it was nice Mm. to have like a reason to move there cool but yeah it's like sometimes it's nice to have that thing that is the reason to do it but yeah also he's a musician like it makes yeah. sense for him to go to new york it's not like he's moving to i don't know like mm-hmm. fort lauderdale Florida, <laughs> like, i know yeah he's dallas seemed, texas he seemed like, uncomfortable with them implying like that was really nice of you yeah. I mean, <laughs> does he still live in New York or is he back in England now? I think, do you he's, know? I think he's back in England, but I also think he then lived in L.A. for a bit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I kind of assume that anyone who's famous spends a lot of time in New York mm-hmm. and L.A. Yeah, it's true. It's true. There's more music. Arctic Monkeys. Oh, that last thing was just a solo project, but then Arctic Monkeys. This is... 2011, they released the album Suck It and See. Your love is like a studded leather headlock. Your kiss it could put creases in the rain. You're rarer than a can of dandelion in burdock. 
Which sounds really vulgar, but apparently it's a British saying that just means like just try something and see if it works, or like give it a try. So okay, I'm sure there's like a double entendre, but <laughs> suck it and see. And suck it and see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, God. the the title track "Suck It and See" it is pretty romantic, and Arctic Monkeys at this time hadn't been known for having very romantic songs, I would say. So I do think it could be inspired by Alexa, as well as a couple other songs like She's Thunderstorms. But I'm just going to read a couple lyrics for any fans listening. He writes, Your love is like a studded leather headlock. Your kiss, it could put creases in the rain. You're rarer mm. than a can of dandelion in Bordock, which is a old-fashioned British drink. I didn't know that. You're rarer than a can of dandelion and burdock, and the other those other girls are just post-mixed lemonade. Suck it and see, you never know. Sit next to me before I go. Be cruel to me, because I'm a fool for you. And then he also says, I poured my aching heart into a pop song. I couldn't get the hang of poetry. That's not a skirt, girl. That's a sawn-off shotgun, and I can only hope you've got it aimed at me. Blue moon girls from once upon a Shangri-La, how often I wonder where you are. You have that face that just says, baby, I was made to break your heart. Oh. And maybe she did, because then in early July, it's reported that after four years together, Alex and Alexa have broken up. Ugh. (sighs) <sighs> is there any, do you have any sense of what happened? Or? <laughs> well, you know, there's all anything? these, yeah, there's all these talks from sources. One mm-hmm. insider told The Mirror, things haven't been going well and they haven't seemed like a couple for the past few weeks. Aww. At Glastonbury Festival, <laughs> it always comes out in the festivals. <laughs> they barely mm-hmm. said a word to each other. Alexa was out seeing bands with all her buddies, like Pixie Geldof and Fifi Brown, while Alex was on his tour bus chilling with his band. They really wanted to give it a go and hold it together and seemed to be getting back on track, but things got bad again and they both decided enough was enough. And then mm-hmm. a spokesman for the couple said, It's completely amicable, but yes, it's true. They have split. Alexa has mm. moved all her stuff out and is concentrating on getting her American TV career back on track. Mm. Because, oh yeah, It's On With Alexa Chung was canceled after two seasons. The source also went on to say Alex has gigs in America next month, but none of them are on the East Coast. Then he's planning a UK tour. They are very busy and have grown apart, but they want to keep the news quiet. Oh, oh. should add that to the drinking game. People being too busy. I know. I hate it. It stinks. But you know what? Like, I feel like if it was meant to be, you'd still be able to make it work. Yes. I've always felt that way. I've always felt like Mm -hmm. when someone tells you they're too busy to date or something, I mean, I don't want to hurt your feelings if you've heard that before, but I feel like people can always make time, you know what I mean? Yeah. For the ones that matter most. And if someone can't or won't, then... You're better off without them, and you know exactly. But I think it just at at the end of the day, in those situations, it's not a match because some people might need more from a relationship than other people are able to give. Like some people might might be really busy, but they're okay 
not speaking every day or they're okay. Like, they, but I feel like mm-hmm. that takes a very stable person. Yeah. And like, if they're used to like talking twenty four seven and seeing each other every day, then it's probably too hard to maintain that connection. Yeah. It's just interesting, though, because, you know, they've been together for years. Mm -hmm. They've had pretty much the same job this whole time. You know, why could they do it in the beginning and why can't they do it anymore? You know, maybe they just got tired. and Yeah, it's true. (laughs) I mean, those, like, what, they started dating 23 and 21? Yeah. Those years, like, people drastically change in that time. They do. They do. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But, um... Alex reportedly moved on very quickly after this. Like, uh, I would say maybe, maybe, I, I should have gotten the actual time stamps, guys, so I'm sorry. But maybe within, like, a month or two, I don't know, was dating this girl, Arielle Vandenberg. She's also uh, just, a TV host and model, which is weird. Oh, that's <laughs> hurt. Like, in a perfect world, your ex would take a while to move on as well, so that way... By the time you accept that you're no longer together, like, mm-hmm. you don't care if they're with somebody else. Yes, in a perfect world. But that it doesn't always that doesn't happen. happen. No, because for him, people who, who do that, he probably wasn't really over it because he needed to replace her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alexa was linked to a lot of guys in, like, the following year, and they were... I think all musicians um, once again returned to have a fling with Albert Hammond Jr. from The Strokes, which is crazy. I just got to say, it's crazy that she had this fling with a guy from The Strokes because Alex has said that Arctic Monkeys was inspired to become a band because of The Strokes. And they even have a song where he says in the opening lines, he says, I just wanted to be one of The Strokes. So mm. it's just crazy that she would rebound from this with one of the guys from The Strokes. Um, That's legendary, baby. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, also, <laughs> the musician Theo Hutchcraft and Rob Aykroyd, who's a guitarist from Florence and Machine. Um, and, okay, that's it. That's it for now. That's it for now. There's going to be more. But in the October issue that year of Harper's Bazaar, she actually talked about all these lead singers and musicians she's drawn to and she said it's the groupy vibe that i'm attracted to they had these amazing love affairs and both the men and women made amazing by them the girls in the 60s were never overshadowed by the men they dated you can talk about jane shrimpton without having to mention bailey or terrence stamp first Mm -hmm. i fell out of love with the 60s for a while i think because i was so identified with it it's like sienna miller when she did boho then suddenly stopped because she was like fuck what else can i do because i've done it everyone copied my sodden coat for a while too it was my Harrods Kids vintage one. Every girl suddenly had one, and I was like, ah, I got really bored of smock dresses and loafers for a while, <laughs> but I feel like I'm ready to fall in love over... I'm re- ready to fall in love all over again. So that was about fashion, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I just included it because, I, you know, I feel like she was ready to change after this relationship, and I also think yeah. her and Alex were kind of into this, like, 60s thing, so she's kind of saying... She's ready to change. Um, And then she actually, in 2013, she released a book called It, meaning It Girl. Mm -hmm. And I remember we sold this book at Urban Outfitters when I worked there, and I used to look at it when I had nothing to do. 
It's not exactly a memoir. It's more of a fashion book with lots of pictures, kind of like a scrapbook. But there's some writing in there, too. And there's a chapter in the book called Heartbreak, which many people assume is about Alex Turner. And Mm. I'm just going to read a paragraph from it. It says, The problem with heartbreak is that nobody can help you when you're heartbroken. Nobody and nothing. Not the films you watch alone desperately searching for a character who feels the way you do. Not the glasses or bottles of whiskey you keep by your bed, and certainly not Instagram. Wait, I'm going to pause. <laughs> I, I've never kept whiskey by my bed, have you? No, <laughs> I think I have had wine by my bed just coincidentally, but okay, like I didn't yeah. keep it there on purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think it's funny the way she says that, like as if everybody does that, like, oh. Yeah, we. <laughs> Not the whiskey you keep handy by your pillow. <laughs> yeah, like Alexa. Girl. Check in on that. <laughs> I know. Oh, and then she goes on to say, and certainly not Instagram. Instagram will not mend your broken heart, despite no. your best efforts to post pictures of yourself looking happy. Every time you post a picture of yourself to Instagram looking fake happy, a fairy dies. Fact. Also, scrolling through photos of girls your ex may or may not be shagging won't help you. Oh. You need to rem- <laughs> you need to remind yourself that the right filter can be dramatically can be f- fantastically flattering and she probably doesn't even look that good in real life. Which oh. I'm also going to pause again because it's crazy that she literally was a model. I know. And she is self-conscious about that and is even comparing herself to other girls and saying like, "Oh, she has filters on, you know, she doesn't look better. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That, I mean, that just goes to show that even comparing yourself, it's useless. It's mm-hmm. violence against yourself. It is. It is. And she also goes on to write in one part, I am a self-confessed groupie. I have never dated a man who is not lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> And then she says, boys say they don't mind how you get your hair done, but then they leave you for someone with really great standard girl hair, and the next thing you uh, know, you're alone with a masculine crop cut crying into your granola. I will say, that's one thing when it comes to, like, beauty standards. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, like, coughing. Oh, it's boys okay. will say, they will say stuff like that of, like, because for me, like, boys will say, oh, I don't care when you wear makeup or... I don't mm. care when you get your eyebrows done or, you know, do this, do that. Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. actually, subconsciously, you do. Like, mm. when you notice, and I, I hate to say this, I don't want to, like, reinforce beauty standards, but, like, just guys aren't aware of what goes into That's true. The, the appearance that they're attracted to. And so, like, when they mm. say all that stuff, it's like they they think they want someone who's just, like, completely all natural. Like, yeah. they don't put any effort into it, but they don't realize what that <laughs> yes. even means. I would agree. I would agree with that. <sighs> and it's too bad she felt that way because, okay, I like Alex Turner. I had a crush on him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he looked the best at the end of their relationship, to be honest. No, I'm looking at him but, right now. He's But at the end I, of their relationship yeah. is kind of when he has a little makeover. I mean, after their relationship. Oh. So it's frustrating that she feels that way because, I don't know, I don't think the long hair suited him, but that's just me. Yes, she was interviewed by The Guardian by the journalist Hadley Freeman about this book and asked about the heartbreak section 
and Freeman asked who caused the heartbreak, and she said, it was various people. There was one big thing, and then there were various ill-advised flings I had to get over him, so yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. She acknowledges ill-advised, because even I was like, girl, what were you doing with Albert Hammond Jr.? (laughs) Get away from him. (laughs) Um, And then the journalist Freeman says, I tell her my theory about heartbreak, that it takes half the amount of time you were with someone to get over them she nods a little sadly and she says yeah i agree with that but is this gross to talk about i feel like he wouldn't talk about it i don't know how relevant it is now whereas if you asked me at the time how you doing no one asked me i don't know whether to be open and vulnerable about open and vulnerable about it and say i had a shit time or to be quiet what do you think and then freeman says it's up to you i say but i guess it might be healthy for your younger fans to know that your life is not always perfect despite what photo suggests she laughs at the suggestion that her life might be perfect and she says but i don't want to imply he broke my heart i was grieving for the loss of for the loss of something and she says i know how the media does that whole poor her thing like they did with jennifer aniston not that i'm comparing i was just thinking (laughs) thinking about jennifer aniston that's so funny not that i'm comparing myself to her of course but do you see what i mean And then Hadley Freeman writes, Yet typically, Chung can't help herself and carries on. And she says, I'm grateful for the experience of that shit time and for being on my own. I'd never really been on my own. I'd always gone from one relationship to the next. So I had to learn all this stupid stuff. Like, how how do I work my fucking TV? And now there isn't a dude to tell me how to put up the blinds. But it's good to learn how to work your way around a drill. She Mm. She and Al, as she calls him, are still friends. Oh yeah, he's my best friend, she says quietly. And she's currently single and she says she says proudly and feels much calmer for it. For how long, I ask. About a month, she replies, and looks a little confused when I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, life life went on. She dated other guys, Alexander Skarsgard actually, and Matt Hitt. And he dated that girl Arielle Vandenberg for a while, and then Louise Vernieu. They both had a lot of professional success after this. She launched her own fashion label, and she had a Netflix show called Next in Fashion with Tan France. And he's released a bunch more albums with Arctic Monkeys and The Last Shadow Puppets. In September 2013, Arctic Monkeys released their AM album, which is... Very iconic. I feel like it was super, super popular in the U.S. Has songs like, Do I Want to Know? Are You Mine? Why'd You Only Call Me When You're High? <laughs> but, mm. you know, I would like to look into these songs and wonder if they're about her. They're a lot, they're really, like, sexy songs. Like, very different vibe than the other mm-hmm. albums. But he had been dating somebody else, so... Yeah. I don't know. I don't think no you can say really that... Know. It's about her or anything, so sadly. We've talked about this. Like, music, you can only interpret so much. Like, even songs that are, like, widely believed to be about someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't know. And I will say, like, during starting in 2012, which would be, I guess, like, a year after... (sighs) They broke up in 2011. Okay, they broke up, like, summer 2011. At least publicly 2012, but maybe it started 2011. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I would say that's when Alex changed... Like, he had a new persona. He used to be... He seemed, like, so shy mm. and quiet. And then 
with this AM album, suddenly he's wearing like a leather jacket, this greaser hairdo, sunglasses, even at night. <laughs> and he just seems like so much more confident and sexier and even more intimidating. And it is just interesting. It's like post breakup, he suddenly is yeah. totally I, different. I mean, breakup will do yeah, that. It will. It's it will. quite the time to reinvent yourself. It is. So, you know what? They're not together anymore, but to the shock and delight of Alex and Alexa Shippers worldwide, they were spotted together in New York in June 2014, three years after their oh. split. They were photographed during the daytime, standing on the sidewalk, talking and smoking cigarettes together. And there were rumors flying around that they were getting back together. And some people even say they saw them at Heathrow Airport, but I don't think it was true. And he was actually dating a model named Taylor Badgley at the time. So mm. I don't know. I think that I don't even know if they really were at the airport together. And I think maybe they were just catching up. Yeah, that, ha- that happens. Yeah. And what are he, the odds that people spotted them at that I time? I know. Though? There's a bunch of pictures. And she was 30 when that happened, and he was 28. So, you know, mm. a bit older. Okay, and I have just, like, a weird side story to tell about his girlfriend at the time in 2014. He was dating this model, Taylor Badgley, and apparently they got tattoos of each other's names. But then oh. they broke up in 2018. Yeah. And she changed her tattoo of his name to be a gravestone that says R.I.P. Alex. Oh, that's tacky. <laughs> Isn't that Just, crazy? That is crazy. That's honestly worse, though. I, I think that is worse because that's, like, a bigger tattoo now. <laughs> I know. I think there's yeah. a lot of other things. Like, you could just, like, fill it, like, have a solid thing around it. I know. Like, just get heart around it, fill it in. It's a short, yeah. it's only four letters. I know. Unless it was a really big tattoo. It was kind of, It was just on the arm, but the letters were pretty spread out. Oh, no. You gotta, you gotta Girl, why'd you do, that? do, yeah, close spacing for I don't know what tattoos. he did with his. Guys, be Stupid. careful about getting be really tattoos careful. <laughs> We've talked Unless about it's this. Like a common name, and you know somebody else with that name, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you could like play it off like that's who it was. But like, wouldn't that suck to be dating someone and they have a tattoo of their ex's name on them? Oh, oh, that would be horrible. God, I would be don't so insecure. Your, yeah, <laughs> don't set your future significant other up for that type of yeah. jealousy wait till you're married mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple years yes so then there's there's one more instance in this story in 2017 so this is six years after their breakup apparently mm-hmm. there's a story that alexa was at paris fashion week at the Shea away hotel when apparently alexa's song from arctic monkeys fluorescent adolescent was playing and i guess she went up and requested that the DJ change it. And he did. Oh. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's only a couple minutes. Like, I know. <laughs> go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's kind of worse. That's, but you know when you're a few drinks in. Like, <laughs> I can't this stand right and listen idea. to this right now. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Today, Alex, oh, I mentioned her earlier. Alex is dating French musician Louise Vernieu. Mm-hmm. happy for you guys and alexa is actually apparently i didn't know about this as dating tom sturridge 
Who is oh, Farmer Parkinson's you know, I was, friend? I was thinking about him earlier because you mentioned Sienna Miller. Yes. Who he has a baby with. Yes. So she definitely knows Robert Pattinson. Runs she in the must. Same circle. She must. Is that how? Is that what you said? Robert Pattinson will come up. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Tom Sturge is an actor. I feel like he's maybe dabbled in music, but mm. he's not a lead singer. He's not, you know, in a touring he's band. He's not or super anything, famous. So. No, he's I not. He's not. So that's a little different from her. And. Yeah, I wish them the best. Oh, I, w- I wish them the best. <laughs> I actually saw, I've never seen this before. I'm sure people have done this, but I saw somebody photoshopped a picture of Alex and Alexa, what they look like now together, and mm. captioned it how Alex and Alexa would look if they were together now. And it made hey, me feel I get that so instinct. sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, someone should do that for Robin Kristen. I um, know. It made me feel really sad. Aww. But you know what? We always have these memories. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, as they get back together, um, um, not nothing, but not nothing. I would say eight percent. That's a good guess. That's good. maybe I'll just be optimistic and I'll say ten percent yeah. different. But I like we've said five for some people. I for some reason don't think it's that low because neither of them are married. No, they're not. Neither of them have kids. Like it, it's yeah. But it has been a while, so mm-hmm. it's it's sometimes hard to open the door again. Yeah. So that much time passes. Yes. We don't really know each other anymore. Yeah. Oh. And it ended, it ended for a reason. It did. And it seems like they're okay. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. But, yeah, that is Alex Turner and Alexa Chung. That was so fun. <laughs> Thanks, Mel. I like learning about these couples I know absolutely nothing about, so. Yeah, me too. It keeps it's um, keeps me on my toes because I don't know how it will end. <laughs> and I'm I forget I don't even know if you told me probably I did, did I did but oh, I think this will spark who your is memory next week next week I said that way wicked loud next week <laughs> on <laughs> Patreon bonus episode this will be about two directors oh I know <laughs> and that could be a couple couples it could be. There's, there's actually a few couples that fit that description, but mm-hmm. you'll just have to find out. All right. Well, All right. thank you guys for listening. We love you. And we'll get back together next week. Is your heart filled with pain? Shall I Hell.